Hi, my name is Kate McGaw. I am the CEO of Arclight Agile. I'm a certified scrum trainer and agile coach, and welcome to our podcast. And I'm Ryan Smith. I'm a certified product owner and a certified scrum professional, scrum master. And today we are going to talk about team members who are not on what we call the scrum bus. These are folks that just don't quite seem to be as committed to Scrum as the rest of the team. And what do we do? How do we get these folks on the bus? What do we do about the resistance? Like, how can we mentor them, coach them, get them on the bus so that we can move forward as a team? That's the topic, because I, I know we all kind of face it at some point or another. And I, I think sometimes you... You see people that just are like, this is going to fail. I don't want to be a part of this. Some people just for whatever reason, don't get it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, or like, well, I'm used to doing it a certain way. So I want to do it that way. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So what do we do about folks that are not on our teams, but are not on the scrum bus? And let me, I think probably, let me just explain the analogy because you and I both use this analogy. I don't know <laughs> if others are familiar with it, but our scrum bus is the, the, the team working together to deliver a product or service. We have the product owner who is driving the bus. So they need to know what the vision is, what direction the product is going because we're all going with them because they're driving the bus. Um, we have our scrum master who is, I would say like the conductor on a bus or conductor on the train. And they're basically making sure everyone has what they need. Do they need to help the scrum master, the product owner with directions? Do they need to help the team members move from seat to seat and things like that? And our team members are our developers. So there are coders, our testers, our tech writers, whatever usability experts, whoever is on the team doing the work are the passengers on the bus. And they can decide to change seats. Maybe they want to be more involved with testing or documentation so they can move seats. And the scrum master is there to help people move seats and to basically make sure the bus trip goes smoothly. So to me, that's our analogy for the scrum bus. So we're moving forward. I mean, I think that's the key is that we're yeah. all we're all in this together. We're moving things forward. It rhymes. It's cute. It's not yeah. pithy. I don't want to say pithy because it's it's a bit yeah. more than that. But we're yeah. we've all gotten on board. We bought our ticket. Yeah. We got on the bus. We're going somewhere. Like you said, there's a vision. There's a direction, and we're all moving in that direction. But what do we do when we we have somebody, a developer or, you know, that just isn't quite grokking the concept of Scrum or they are actively sort of resisting it? And I think we need to remember to invite people onto the bus to start with. Um, I, I, I think a lot of times we're sort of, okay, come on, everyone, let's go. And we assume that everyone is on the bus with us, but we've not actually been through the process to make sure that they are sort of, I don't like to use the word invited, but they're part of the process. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times it's understanding why. 
So why why are we doing Scrum? What is the reason we're 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 moving to Scrum? Is it so we can get better predictability with our deliveries? Is it so we can have more customer involvement? It's helping people understand the why and the the what's in it for me. What is the benefit to me of being on the Scrum bus? Um, I think a lot of the the people we struggle to get on the bus are our business partners mm-hmm. because in our tech teams, oh yeah, we've got this scrum master's good, team members are good, let's go. Oh, well, nobody invited the driver. Nobody invited business <laughs> to the bus. So our bus is not going anywhere. So right. we've got to let everyone see the benefit of it, of the bus, but particularly business because we're needing more from them than we ever have done in the past. Traditional requirements, they would write them, they'd throw them over the wall and see you in in six months time when when the project is finished or product is finished. Whereas now we're saying, no, we need you driving the bus with us. We need you there and available to answer questions and make sure we're building the right thing in the right order and things like that. So I think a large part of making sure people get on the bus with us is is around the education, understanding the why are we doing it, why I want to be involved with it, and the difference that it's it's going to make. I know a couple of of sessions ago we talked about the the one team concept mm-hmm. of. Yes, I'm I'm in technology and I may report to a technology manager and I may I may be a tester and I may report to a QA tester, but my one team is my scrum team. My one team is my scrum bus. Those are the people that I am working with to deliver my product or service. So HR responsibility is still outside, but day to day, the the I'm late, I'm sick, things like that is is working with our team members and our scrum master. So I think a, a lot of it is is supporting us, particularly from the scrum master's point of view, coaching the team on the self-organization and how they can do good scrum and, and the difference it's going to make to them. Yeah. I think that that's, that's kind of an important point because if they are pulled between mom and dad, mm-hmm. right. I'm mom, I'm on, I'm the scrum team. I'm the scrum master, but dad is there front end manager or the back end yeah. team or whatever. And they're, you know, they're sort of beholden to those metrics mm-hmm. and and that yeah. that they're really doing their performance evaluation, even though they're quote unquote fully dedicated to the scrum team, you get that mom and dad situation. And I think that pulls people off the bus. Yep. Yeah. A- or mm-hmm. I was gonna say, or it it brings the seagulls. You know, yes. I mean, I think the seagulls to the bus and they, they mess all over the bus and we can't see where we're going because they're not. And I think this is a big part is people outside the scrum team from a manager point of view, understanding what their interaction is with the scrum team. It's yes. very much, I think, the understanding that 
we are there as stakeholders effectively. We are there as agile champions. If we are managers, if we are people managers for people on the scrum team, I think there's the fear that, well, they don't, that they're not reporting to me effectively day to day. I need to trust that they're going to get the job done. I need to trust that they are doing what is needed on the scrum team. I shouldn't have to go to the sprint planning and the daily stand-up and things like that because I don't trust them to do their job. I should trust my team and be there to do the people side of, of the management if it's needed, but I'm there to empower the team. I'm there effectively as an agile champion and get basically get out of the way and let the team deal with things. Well, because when I, I was in a situation where we were getting pushback from like senior developers who were not on the scrum team mm -hmm. because, you know, they were having meetings with people who were on the scrum team and they were saying like, well, what are you working on? And then they were like, you're saying they were seagulls pooping all over the thing. And they were like, that's a dumb idea. Why are you working on that? Yeah. Which sent these junior developers into like, again, well, dad's saying I shouldn't do this. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's just like, we really had to sit somebody down and go, this isn't your call. This yeah. is business's call. If there's a technical challenge here that the team needs to know about, I need you to mentor them through that. Yeah. I need you to help facilitate that. But whether this is a good idea or this is a bad idea, that is not even remotely your situation, your call. Like, why are you confusing the developers? I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it really got to a bad place because people like the, the the poor developers were like well but so and so says that this is a dumb idea and yeah. they're mad they're mad that we groom the ticket or i'm sorry refine the ticket <laughs> that we refine the ticket we sized it and we brought it into a sprint and we're actively working on it and they're mad because they think it's a bad idea and it's just like and yeah. and, and because they're not the scrum team is not their team one yeah they 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 really feel like they're being loaned out to the scrum team you know they're gonna they're going to slow boat things. Yeah. So and I I've... think, mm -hmm. no, sorry. I was just going to say, I think we don't do a good job as an industry of working out exactly how functional managers interact yes. with our scrum teams. Well, that's um, a fair point. Yeah. I think we need to clarify what their role is because if they look at the scrum guide, they're sort of, well, there's no role for me here. There are no accountabilities for me. No, that there are not as part of the scrum team. Right. However, we need this escalation point. Uh, we need somebody to um, be aware of individual and team members' development. We need someone who may need to clear some organizational roadblocks. But it's a mindset shift away from they're my people right. to they're part of the scrum team and my role is to champion that team right and th this one person in particular that we had a real problem with had said to me listen i know what you're trying to do but this is going to fail and i'm not really going to be a part of it because i've seen this come and go before yeah and so i, I i've been here a long time i'm just going to wait and when you you have failed i'm going to have to pick up the pieces so they were already yeah really not on <laughs> they were they were actively undermining the effort 
but it doesn't help when they're in a senior leadership position. Yeah. The other situation, I don't want to harp on that too much, but I think that's a very, that, that, that I, and I really love your point that the industry needs to do a better job of saying, Hey, people who are not peripheral, but for lack yeah. of a better term, peripheral support team. Uh-huh. support team, here's what you hear managers. Here's what you need to do for us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I say that all the time. Like I need to get management on board. I need you guys to yeah. understand what it is we're doing and champion it. I need you to make your developers the best developers they can be, yeah. but let's render unto product that which is products. Yep. Their yeah. technical challenges, help your team. The other situation I I particularly see is people, they just have this weird form of amnesia. Like you, you know, they've gone to the training, they come to the events, they're part of the team, and yet whenever confronted with a situation they refer to waterfall solutions or they they like well of course i dropped everything i was working on and i went and dealt with this emergent issue yeah because so and so came to me yeah. and and it was like but we've talked about this a hundred yeah. times like mm-hmm. these are people that so let me back to as a developer and mm-hmm. I've been a developer for a very long time. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. Yeah. Tell me what it is you want and let me, You, ha- I have all the tools I need and I'm going to build you. I, I get it. I know what you mm-hmm. want. That's why I love user stories. That's why I'm a big believer in tasks because mm-hmm. don't waste your intellectual energy figuring out a story for like swapping out an image. I get it. Yeah. I have a hard time understanding developers that are just simply order takers that don't really understand that Scrum is saying, you guys are artisans, you guys have full control to help craft what it is you're building. And when they they just don't get on the bus. But is is that because we've not set clear expectations if, with them? If, if someone new comes in or someone is less experienced and I'm on the bus, but a VP comes to me and says, hey, this is broken from my client. I need you to fix it. I'm getting off the bus because I'm probably too scared to say no. Right. But that's uh, so in the particular situation I'm talking about, I mm-hmm. have a, this person has been on the team for a long time. The persons okay. have been okay. on the team for a long time and they went through the training and we expl- I have explicitly mentioned to these people on multiple and we're talking like more than two hands multiple times my job is to shield you from that Mm -hmm. if somebody comes to you vpx Mm -hmm. or director y whatever you say to them okay great i got it and then you come to me yeah i will deal with that but you like you can say you can either you have two choices you can say you know what you need to bring that up to either to product or the scrum master Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're not comfortable saying that, just say thank you, yes, and then come and bring it to me or the product owner, and we will deal with it. Now, yeah. I don't want to put you in that uncomfortable position. You, if you're confident enough, because I I've worked with plenty of developers who'd be like, yeah, you can go talk to my buddy Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And 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 to be quite honest, those people should know that. But when you explain it to them again and again and again, and their default behavior is. Like they're just not paying. They're, it's 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 just like it's in one ear and out the other. And they, there are two people on a team that I really, I don't want on the team. I just feel like they they want to go do waterfall. I feel like releasing them to the company and saying yeah. just they they're not happy on a scrum team. They they just don't like the freedom it gives them. I don't know what to do with these people. 
because they so, don't listen. So do you have a sprint goal? Yes, we have very clear, the, the, these are the things we need to accomplish. We have very clear goals, but these are people that will drop what they're working on at the, okay. yeah. like, and they will just run to the bright, shiny thing. Mm -hmm. And then like they, they, like they know what their commitments are, but they don't care. I, I think there's a constellation for me in particular in this situation I'm thinking of. I have a real problem. I said this, I was doing some onboarding with people this week. And I said to them, I said, people love to steal our terminology, but mm -hmm. they don't take the practice and the philosophy. And I think yeah. the two things that get stolen all the time are, Mm -hmm. This is a user story when it's clearly not. Yeah. And we work in sprints. Two weeks is not a sprint. Yeah. And so yeah. I think people pre this our transformation got comfortable with just what well, work just rolls over from sprint to sprint. Yeah. And yeah. so they, they still have not broken that mentality. And it's hard to then say to them, like, rollover work is bad. Yeah. You know, we want to take in less work. They're like, but we'll just roll it over. And it's just this. I don't know how to break them out of these these old mentalities, even though we've been working together for a long time. And they, there are just some people, and other developers have said to me, I don't know why they don't get it. They, I feel like, they, and they've said to me, I, they really kind of are actively ignoring you. And it's, in, in my developer brain, I'm like, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. You yeah. have maximum freedom. Like, I'm not hammering you. You don't have crazy amounts of work. Mm-hmm but you self-sabotage all the time. So what would it look like if you were to do a retrospective around why are we not achieving everything we commit to do in our, in our um, sprint planning? And, I, and again, I have that retrospective all the time. Like, hey, we what happened here? We go through it ticket by ticket. This is yeah. why it's rolling over. What happened? And it's... Again, some people just are not as involved in this one particular situation I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. You know, you can retro, but they kind of are like not even participating in the retro. And they just, they are just not on the bus. And I, I really gotten to a point where I'm just like, they just don't want to do this. And so nothing I say is going to change it. And I feel like either I leave the team or I just say these people... I, I I don't want to, I don't want to quit on them and I don't want mm -hmm. to quit on the team, but I know that in this particular situation, I've rapidly reached a point where, and I don't know if it's a cultural difference. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's a gender difference. I don't know, like there's all sorts of reasons mm -hmm. like, but they just actively don't want to be on the bus. So if you're the product owner, you are the one that decides at the end of the sprint that this is important enough to continue to the next sprint. You yep. also have the decision to put it back in the backlog and yes. pause it. Yep. So what were to ha what would happen if at the end of the sprint, all of the work that was not completed went back to the backlog and got stubbed out or whatever the technical term is, and they picked up new backlog items next sprint so that we changed the mindset of carrying over? Well, I think that that's, you know, if we're we're marching towards a goal with this product, mm -hmm. like that's going to set that goal back, like our quarterly plan, mm -hmm. like it's, they're just so used to like, well, you know, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it, it's not that rollover work is the problem. It mm -hmm. is the entire, they still have a very waterfall, you know, fire drill mentality and not an agile mentality. So why? 
I don't know. I don't know if they're just waiting me out. I don't know if they're, I don't honestly know why. And, and, and other people on the team have said to me, I don't know why either you have been crystal clear, a hundred, you know, like from day one, a mm-hmm. hundred times I've talked to these people one-on-one and they go, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll follow your lead. And then like, it's again, amnesia, like. So what yeah. happens when, when you have that one-on-one conversation and say, look, we're really struggling with this. The goal is that everything that we commit to do is completed within the sprint. I need your help with this and bouncing everything through me. What do, what happens when you have that conversation? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I know. I know. I'll, I'll do better next time. I've, I've had that conversation with people and it's like, okay, great. And, and you know, again, I keep it simple. These are not like, and I, I retro with people and I go, listen, these are not my rules. These are how you guys want to do it. Let's talk about mm-hmm. how you want to do this. Is there it part these... of their working agreements that they won't take in ad hoc work if it doesn't um, help with the sprint goal? But then, they, but then there's always a reason to take in that ad hoc work. There's always a reason, well, so-and-so, or, or you know, this service has to be fixed. No, it doesn't. No, mm. it doesn't. Or we have to you know, pull things out. There's a there's a process for dealing with emergent work. Say it's a, mm-hmm. an emergent work issue. Yeah, it could be all sorts of things. It could be, you know, it's just this lack of. And I don't want to make this about you know current yeah. situations or whatever. Yeah, but it, it, mm-hmm. it is. It, I think people do run across these frustrations. Like, what do you yeah. do when you just have people that, no matter how many articles you give them to mm-hmm. read or videos to watch or how many times you retrospective they just kind of revert back to form. Yeah, and I th- I think there's always a why, whether we know it or not, yep. there is a why, whether it's a comfort level, well, this is what I know, or yep. whether it's the, the hero capacity of, oh, I can swoop in and save the day when someone gives me stuff, or it's the people pleaser side of things. All of that, I, I, I think, plays into it, but it's, it's somehow... How do we keep the right people on the bus? But also, as you said, maybe we need to help some people off the bus and get other people on the bus. If they don't like the way Scrum works, they don't like the collaboration, if they don't like the one team concept, we as a team are delivering this product or service. We're going to commit in sprint planning. We're going to deliver. We're going to rinse and repeat and start again. Yeah. If they don't like that, here's another bus. Yeah. And and it it was funny. You mentioned like they want to swoop in and be the hero. But in this one person situation, they are aggravated that they were asked to do more work. That's the problem is it's like, Mm -hmm. but you weren't. You were doing this shadow work that wasn't on the sprint that isn't in the scrum board. You picked that up work and you did it and you didn't tell anybody. And now you're aggravated and that wasn't the process. Yeah. So you can't be aggravated if you (laughs) did this to yourself. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's, it's one of these, like, I can't break your loop. And, and I, you know, sometimes it is, I think it's okay to say you're on the wrong bus. I, yeah. I, I don't love that, but it's also like we have to be okay with failure. But I I still don't think we understand why. Well, that's true. But if you can't get to the why, 
Like if they don't want to tell you, you know, I think that it, I think it's like anything. Why are you self-destructive or why are you doing these yeah. things until people are ready to tell you they're mm-hmm. not going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they may not know. They may not know. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that is, that is like, you know, I had this, like I said, I had this one person who said, you're going to fail and I don't want to like commit to this because it's going to fail and I'm just going to be waiting to pick up the pieces. Yeah. That's why they didn't get on the bus. This other yeah. person, I have no idea why they haven't gotten on the bus. Well, it's much more fun on the bus than not on the bus. <laughs> As a developer, it's the best. As a scrum master and product it's, owner, it's much more fun to be on the bus. It's much more fun to be on the bus. Yeah. Like I have max freedom and I'm working with people and we're getting stuff done. And we're building stuff. Yeah, the bus is great. Yeah. Like I don't want to be on a constant fire drill of people coming to me with things. I like the scrum bus where, you know, I can do my thing and, 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 and know that we're all moving in the same direction. Yeah. It's great. Who wants to live in a fire drill? Absolutely. Scrum bus for the win. Yeah. Scrum bus for the win. So uh, I know we went on a little bit about my trials and tribulations. That's okay. Uh, And you'll notice based on last week, I did not do a good job coaching. I jumped in with the mentoring. Have you tried this? Have you thought of that? So, but I think it, I think it's, 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 I also want, Anybody that's listening, it's like, it's not always perfect. Yeah. And you you try everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just aren't on the bus. And and it's a tough, it's tough because you don't want to. I don't want to go to anybody's. Bus. I don't want to mm-hmm. kick somebody off the bus. I don't want to because I don't, yeah. I don't want to admit that failure. And I don't want to make it look like they're a problem to their managers. But and what I, does the rest of the team need you to do? Well, that's that's the real important question, isn't it? Yeah. What does the rest of the team need? And you know, are the is the team are they going to be honest about what they need? Because I yeah. think a lot of times people like their coworkers mm-hmm. and are willing to put up with shenanigans. Yeah, and they're like, well, that's what they do, and it's just like, yeah, but how do we get them to stop? And, yeah. it, and, it, and it, I I don't know that it's a problem I can fully solve as a scrum master. I feel like it is a team issue. Yeah, it is. It's back to the self-organizing team. How can we make sure that we are doing what we need to deliver at the end of each sprint? And that means all of us working on the work we planned and only bringing in external work when we're bringing it through our product owner. Right. Right. But no matter how many times you say that, next sprint, it's just like, well, there was a thing and I had to go fix it. And it's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I know you didn't. I we I have given you max coverage. I, yep. You don't have to go and fix that, but or let us know. Want, they want to for some reason. They want to for some reason. Well, there you go. Any final thoughts? No. Well, no. That just the the scrum bus is a good place to be. It's a good analogy. Let's make sure we're inviting people to the bus, not excluding them from the bus, and let's have fun while we're doing it. There you go. Thank you for joining us today. You will find us on Twitter at ArcLight Agile. You will also find us on LinkedIn at forward slash ArcLight Agile. So share your thoughts with us on this episode and send us any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.